the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. And welcome into the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. I'm Jenna Harner, joined by Chris Carter. Chris, we got a lot to talk about. Fantasy football, it's week one. It's officially here. First off, I got to know, how thrilled are you that we've made it to week one? I'm excited. The NFL reviewed all their tests. They said, you know, the numbers are extremely down for as far as COVID-19, which means everything should be ready to go for, for week one of this season. We've got kickoff. Chiefs, Texans, Thursday night football this week. There's some key stars in that game that we're going to talk about later in this show, but oh so excited. And I know a lot of you fantasy users, you've been holding out. A lot of numbers say that the fantasy users have been waiting to draft because they wanted to make sure the season did happen. Well, now we know it's going to, so you better get ready. And lucky for you, we're here to help you out. We have this <laughs> whole beautiful whiteboard. We're breaking down kind of the top position top players at every position i'll let you kick us right off at quarterback because there is a stacked list this year and it's you know the ones that people kind of I don't want to say entirely assume, but they're quarterbacks that you know and quarterbacks that have performed well over the last couple of years. Absolutely. Our top quarterbacks, of course, are Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson. Now, thing is, is about the quarterback position, and this is my one of my first tips uh, on, on, on the year. Don't get your quarterbacks early. Don't draft Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson in the first round. You can often find still a top-flight quarterback like a Deshaun Watson in that third, fourth, and fifth round range, and you'll be happy with the, pr the production that they give you at quarterback whereas yes Mahomes these three right here they're going to produce heavily for you Mahomes is, has, has thrown so many touchdowns over the years Lamar Jackson went ballistic last year as far as running and throwing the ball Russell Wilson similar numbers as far as that well not with running the ball but he distributes the ball very well with his team and he's going to get better with the young receivers that he has like DK Metcalf lots of excitement on the offensive side of the ball but still hold off you want to get those top running backs on your roster because you can still find middle tier quarterbacks later in your draft those middle tier running backs they come few and far between I know a lot of people kind of one of the big questions is you know which round when do I go with a quarterback because mm -hmm. obviously those names like Mahomes and Jackson I've seen in a lot of the drafts that I've partaken in I'm sure it's been the same with you they've gone pretty early people know what they're going to get but how much of a drop-off is there in a sense where if you're getting a Mahomes or a Jackson versus a Drew Brees or a Matt Ryan no that's a very good question because a Mahomes or a Jackson to me they're still going to get you the, the the points every week. But here's the thing. Drew Brees this year might not be a supreme candidate because you might find the Saints trying to run the ball a little bit more. We've seen his arm not be as strong in the past couple seasons. So there might be more of a balance to what the Saints do. But still, like you're saying, like a Deshaun Watson, you might see Phillip Rivers in a new scene with the Indianapolis Colts. You're going to see guys that are in those middle tiers that you're saying, hey, that's acceptable losses. The drop off from a quarterback that's in this top tier to a quarter to the couple of the quarterbacks below it's not as far as say if you passed on a running back in round one and two and then you need running backs in round three and four that drop off is going to be much more significant because you can go from drafting one of your top backs to maybe a middle tier back that doesn't even start every week so we're going to move right along into running backs mm -hmm. i know usually for my draft strategy i'm someone that i will pick a running back in the first and second round just that's because she's smart yeah I, I try you know we try here <laughs> but again because of the fact like you said the drop off is so real and especially we'll get to wide receivers in a little bit but especially with the fact that the wide receiving class is so deep mm -hmm. you can kind of find a couple of those guys that might have gone later in the rounds that are you know a top tier guy that you can get in later rounds versus you don't entirely see that with running backs absolutely and here's the thing the top running backs this year 1a and 1b in every draft class the first and second pick should be either or 
McCaffrey or Barkley. Saquon Barkley is, is a bad man. You got McCaffrey for, for the Panthers. Yes, he doesn't have Cam Newton anymore, but that didn't stop him last year when he didn't have Cam Newton. He's going to get his touches. Barkley for the Giants, he's going to get his touches. The two of them are young. They're going to be running the ball a lot. They're on teams that are still trying to figure out what their offenses are. When teams normally are trying to figure out their offense, they're going to run the ball. It's a more simplistic part of the game, and it'll take, make it easier on the quarterbacks. For, uh, for Carolina, they're going to they're gonna be working in a situation where they've got a new quarterback, Tay Bridgewater. He's coming in. they gotta, they got to warm him up. But then Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones' second-year quarterback, they're going to want to make it steady for him. Like, hey, let's not put all the pressure on the young guy. we got this top-tier running back here. And then, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, who for me might be the most valuable running back at the end of the season. It's the, but normally you still go with the younger guys. But Elliott, we've seen him dominate for the Cowboys, Jenna. We've seen him be very good over the years. But here's the thing. They've got a new coach now. Mike McCarthy's in town. They've got a whole different situation there, and I have a feeling, I don't know about you, he's going to get the ball a lot more and in more creative ways than we've seen. I think we're going to definitely see that. We're going to see a lot more, <laughs> again, of that creativity. We know Mike McCarthy loves to have running backs yes, run the does. ball. Oh, it's going to be something that, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans I know are probably looking forward to. A lot of fantasy owners, if you have Zeke Elliott, you're going to be looking forward to as well. We'll transition to wide receiver. And again, like we were kind of talking about, the fact that there's a lot of talent here. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing is that the, this is a position where you really can't go wrong if, you, if a wide receiver is one of the first picks in your draft. Now, usually my, my rule of thumb is if I get out of the top four picks of my running backs in, the, in that first round, if I'm sitting at, round five, at, at pick five or six in my, in my draft, I will consider right then and there going grabbing one of these guys. And you can't get wrong with Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, or Julio Jones. All three of them are number one receivers with all pro quarterbacks uh, You know, in their time. Of course, you know, you've got Drew Brees with Michael Thomas. You've got Patrick Mahomes with Tyreek Hill. And then with Julio Jones, you've got Matt Ryan, who's still an NFL MVP. All three of these guys are going to put up huge numbers. But in their own systems, there's other guys to complement them. With, with Tyreek Hill, you're going to have Miko Harmon, who's a speed, speedster and is going to draw attention. With Julio Jones, they've got Calvin Ridley. These are offenses that don't that won't focus on just one person. And even with the Saints, even though they're negotiating a, an extension with them, Alvin Kamara is there. It's going to draw attention away from Thomas, and these guys are still going to eat. We'll quickly go to tight end before we head into our first break, but this is a position where there's a quick drop-off here. Ab absolutely. If you don't get one of the top tight ends, don't worry about it. You'll get the, the mediocre tight ends are going to be mediocre tight ends. Top guys are Greg Kittle from the Niners, Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs, and Mark Andrews from, from the Ravens. All three of them produced very well, good numbers last year. All three of them are, are still with the same quarterbacks. Kittle with, with Garoppolo. Yeah, I think Garoppolo is going to be more dependent on him. That's why I ranked him higher. Kelsey's in office with so many weapons, but he still has Patrick Mahomes, so he's up there. Mark Andrews. Three of the top five receiving receiving options for Lamar Jackson last year, uh, who got the most receiving yards, were tight ends. That was because of how good Mark Andrews was, and he, he led the way for that. I expect more of that the same in Baltimore. Are there any guys, I guess, at tight end that if you don't get those top three, people should still kind of have their eyes on? I mean, we'll get to it in a, in a little bit, but Eric Ebron is going to be someone that I look at in the later rounds for the Steelers for as a red zone option. He's definitely someone to keep an eye on. You can just sense his excitement. He, too, he's he's so happy to be in Pittsburgh. He is excited to be here, and the Steelers seem like they're going to want to use him in that set there. Mm -hmm. Well, we got a lot more coming up. We're going to chat some sleepers. Quickly, what's one or two tips you have for some people? Just a reminder, get your running backs right away. Don't waste your time. And the wide receiver class, like, like Jenna was saying, is extremely deep this year, especially. You can get your superstar still in the later rounds, and we'll get to some of who those are right after this. Well, we're coming up with some sleepers. Stick with us on the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U.
And welcome back into the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. I'm Jenna Harner. He is Chris Carter from our partners, DKPittsburghSports.com. Chris, we talked about those top tier, the people that, the players that people want to be going for. Now we got some sleepers, sleeper picks, some guys that, you know, you want to keep your eyes on, that if you can get in those later rounds, you think are really going to help you as the season progresses here. Let's dive right in. You got three quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill, I need to know why on the top here. Well, here's the thing, is that when Ryan Tannehill, this is a guy I'm not picking in my first 10 rounds. No. But if, if he's around in those later rounds and you've only drafted one quarterback, he's a guy I'll happily slap in my number two slot. Why? Because when he took over for the Titans last year, he became the most efficient quarterback. He had the highest passer rating in that, in that time span. And you saw that was a big reason why the Titans made a run and really pushed to give a, have a good shot at the, at the Super Bowl last year. Uh, but, I mean, they took, out, they, they took out the Patriots and the Ravens, and they were putting up a good fight against the Chiefs until Patrick Mahomes showed up. Yep. But Ryan Tannehill, he wasn't the instrument that caused it all, but he benefited because Derrick Henry was that supreme running back of a team. He was my fourth option over here as, as far as a top-flight running back. So um, seeing Tannehill get, the, get those numbers last year encouraged me to think that they're going to find more creative ways in Mike Brabel's team to let him throw the ball and find easier targets. Walk me through the rest of your quarterbacks here as sleepers and kind of break things down a little bit as to why they are sleepers and why people should be picking them. Drew Locke for the Broncos is a very interesting player for me. They've got Jerry Judy. They've got Noah Fant. They've been adding talent. They've got Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay at running back. They've been adding talent on talent there, and he's got a young offense that they're building around him. I really like the spirit of Drew Locke. <laughs> it sounds weird to say that, but just he seems like he gets along with his teammates really well, yeah. and he's a guy that a lot of people, I'm sounding like Chris Collinsworth by saying he's a guy, but uh, he's a guy that a lot of people are looking down on because they're like, eh, the numbers weren't that great, but I think he's another guy, if you're in that Tannehill stage, you're in your later round picks, and you're like, I need that number two quarterback, if he's sitting there, grab him. He'll, he'll, I think that if you fill in, if you have you know, a, you know, a Mahomes or a Jackson or a Wilson and so, or someone gets hurt and you're like, I don't know what to do, Locke's a guy who I think could come through, especially on, especially on occasion. And, you know, remember, with young quarterbacks, we're worried about, you know, a lot of people worry about going to opposing stadiums. You're not going to have crowd noise in most of these stadiums. I think this might, that might be a little bit easier for them. That's an interesting point that, you know, these younger players might benefit more from the fact that there aren't going to be fans in the stands. Daniel Jones. I got to know why. I got to know. I, listen, I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones fans, but it looks like Joe Judge and the Giants are. Yep, yep. They're, they're going to give him every opportunity to throw the ball. And like I said, they're going to try and make it easy on him with Barkley. But he's still got er Eric Ingram. He's still got Sterling Shepard. They're, they're going to try and get him the ball. And they really believe in this guy. When you talk to the Giants and you listen to the, how, how they run their squad, they really believe that this guy is the future. David Gettleman still talks about him. So I, I don't think that he's the man, but I think that, again, if you're in those later rounds and he's just sitting there, grab him because I think that there, there's going to be those random weeks where he'll throw for four touchdowns just because the Giants have to because they're not a good team this year. No, and especially, again, those garbage time touchdowns. You yes. love to see that in yes. fantasy, especially mm -hmm. when you have a quarterback who's you know is on a team that isn't doing as well. Mm -hmm. Well, let's head on to running backs here. Um, Jonathan Taylor. I got the rookie. I think that's kind of yes. a big thing as well. Big too. thing There's this year. Lots of questions with rookies and rookie running backs. You have him on list here. Break a little bit of this down. Yeah, John, Jonathan Taylor. He's the he's the running back. I think he's gonna he's, he's gonna take over for Marlon Mack in Indianapolis. He's gonna be running behind a strong offensive line led by Quentin Nelson. That's a huge factor here to to remember. And he ran for a ton of yards in college. The one thing I'm scared about Jonathan Taylor are injuries because he has a lot of wear and tear on, and people are wondering about that. But all in all. 
He's a speedster. He's a one-cut guy. You give him a hole, he's going to take it and run a long ways. I think you're going to see a lot of that with that Phillip Rivers offense. But my number one sleeper is Antonio Gibson for, for Washington. Because don't forget, you had Adrian Peterson. They cut him. He's a, he's a lion now. Antonio Gibson is going to be the number one guy there. He's, he played running back and receiver in college. I think that's going to be great. And here's an interesting split here because this is going to be – you have Daryl Henderson, who was a rookie last year, and Cam Akers, who's a rookie this year, both playing for the Rams. Those guys are going to be battling for who's going to get the touches. But I think end of, what's going to happen is one of them is going to become the predominant, the predominant rusher for the team, and that's who you're going to want to have on your roster. It may help to handcuff those guys in the draft. Now, as someone who covered the Bills, I do support this pick of John Brown here because we've seen he can go deep. He's not going to be that wide receiver number one, but he's going to be that second option for the Bills this season, and he can get a lot of targets from Josh Allen. That's just it. He's going to get his deep targets, and you got you got Josh Allen throwing the ball, but Stephon Diggs is on the other side, so now cornerbacks are going to roll to his side, safety going to roll to his side. That's going to help John Brown get open a little bit. Same thing for Miko Hardman. I was talking about how Tyreek Hill benefits from him, and it's vice versa. People are going to be stuck on, on guarding the cheetah. You're going to have Michael Hartman getting open, and he's he needs just as fast, maybe even faster than Tyreek Hill when he gets in the open space. And the final sleeper, Steelers fans, Deontay Johnson, get on him. Middle rounds, he's going to be a steal this year. He might be the best stealer to produce at wide receiver. I could not agree more with that. Quickly here at tight end, just kind of break these down for hey, us. Hayden Hurst, the former first-round pick from the Ravens, got sent to the Falcons. He's going to be a top target for Matt Ryan as they pay attention to Julio Jones. Adam Troutman, rookie, rookie tight end for the Saints. I think he's going to be interesting. He had a lot of good numbers in college. Blake Jarwin for Dallas. They're going to be paying attention to Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott can look down. Oh, Blake Jarwin, bam, hit him right there. I think there's a lot of options there. There's no secret that Dallas has a lot, a lot of talent. options and a lot of talent on offense. Well, stick with us because coming up after the break, we mentioned Deontay Johnson. We're going to be talking some Steelers, some good pickups, some bad. Stick with us on the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. And welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. I'm Jenna Harner, joined by Chris Carter. Chris, a lot of people, especially in Pittsburgh, want to have, you know, a couple Steelers on their fantasy team. That's just a given. So we're <laughs> breaking down some of the players to take, when you should take them, if or when you shouldn't take them. Let's take it, take it away. Jenna, this is an, a really weird year. And actually, I mean, you can kind of conflate this with 2019. But for the past decade or so, Steelers fans had a number one guy that you could draft. They had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, two guys that you could depend on. At the top of your draft, they're going in the first two rounds. Yep. Go get them. Now, you're not so certain about that. No. We've got an assortment here. We'll start with the Steelers' number one running back. And you better believe he's the number one running back. Don't let anyone tell you different. James Conner will get the, the majority of carries and touches from the running back position so long as he's healthy. And right now, he's looking really healthy. They're taking care of him in, in training camp. He, play, he practices as much as he could. And then the coaches were like, hey, he's so good. We're going to let the younger guys get some work in now. Yep. He's going to be a guy that I think is going to be fine to go around in the third or fourth round. If you do that as a running back, if you need an option there, um, you get him in the third or fourth round, you're going to get guys that are, you're right, usually around that time, especially if you're in a 12, 14 person league, like the leagues that I like to do, yep. a, a lot of running backs, in my, in my experience, they fly off the board. Mm -hmm. If Connor's still around there, he could be a guy that you sit there and say, hey, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely on him and at least say he's going to be a number two running back option because you've probably drafted a running back or two in that at that point. But make Connor a good running back two option, a good flex option, yeah. a good 
you know, first guy off the bench to help to help you out. You might even push it back. If he gets to the fifth or sixth round, that's an extreme steal for you. Yeah. But that third or fourth round, I'm going to see a lot of Steelers fans here in Pittsburgh picking him around there. Absolutely. Now let's go to Juju Smith-Schuster as a wide receiver. Is he someone people should be high on, middle on? You know, where should he be? Here's the thing. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to get slept on by a lot of people that aren't Steelers fans this year. Yep. They're going to look at his stats from last year. They're going to say, ah, you know what? He didn't do so well. He's falling off the charts. I'd, I'd, I'd project him right around in the mid-20s of all overall receivers when it comes to where I expect him to go. But with that, he's another third or fourth round type of guy. But again, the wide receiver position is so deep this year, yep. and I think he's going to have legitimate competition with the next guy who we'll talk about. But I'm still saying, I'll say, I'll say Juju is still, in, I'll put him in the fourth to fifth round range okay. just because um, we, we see him there. And he's going to be, and you see that, and you get a guy, you know, hey, he has a rapport with Ben Roethlisberger. They're going to trust him for big plays. He's made big plays before. You can, you can call on him. And by the fourth or fifth round, you better have at least drafted one receiver, and then he's a solid number two, maybe even a flex if you've drafted two. And the fact that, obviously, Ben Roethlisberger is back this year. Yes. So he has his quarterback his to quarterback. look to, which right. he's, we've seen him have his comfortability with. Mm -hmm. Now, you were saying earlier, Deontay Johnson, little bit of a sleeper pick. Yes, I've, I love Deontay Johnson as a pick this year. I've done two drafts, Jenna, and he's in both my, both my leagues. Wow. I'm having him pegged as a fifth-rounder pick, and right there, right in the – I'll, I'll squeeze the sixth round, but Steelers fans, he's a sleeper. You should try to go get if it has to be if it has to be higher. Now, I'm not saying that in every draft class he's going to be up there. If you if you're in a draft class where there's still players like Juju Smith-Schuster that are in the fifth and sixth round, that's when you want to play it cool and don't jump all over Deontay Johnson. Yep. But if you get into those, those seventh and eighth rounds, he's still sitting there pounce on it because Deontay Johnson is going to be a stud this year. He's going to be a guy that gets open. He did it last year against all pro cornerbacks like Tredavious White with the Bills. He was cooking that man up and down the, up and down the field. And you look at the way he did that. That was with Devlin Hodges. Now he has Ben Roethlisberger and he has Juju across from him in a Steelers offense that's going to be actually be working. I think that Deontay Johnson might end up being a better prospect than Juju, but most fans won't know that. So still, you know, calculate that when you're, when you're drafting these guys, because it's not about where you think they'll actually end up. It's about where you think you can get the best value for them. Bringing you the insight on Fantasy Football Insider. Now, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, is he a guy you want to go out and get in, you know, as your top quarterback? Is he more of a backup? Where do you see him? He's purely a backup, in my opinion. A, a QB2 game. I'm going for the ninth round or later on Ben. Um, because if you go for the ninth round, at quarterbacks, you need guys, that, that you need guys to be there. But here's the thing with Ben. He's typically been a guy that can't be a road quarterback throughout his most career. But the last couple of years when he was healthy, he started to change that. I still think he's a good QB, too. It's going to be interesting to see what's happening with his elbow. But still draft him, Steelers fans. Just don't do it in the first five rounds like a lot of you do in my, in my fan-friendly drafts. <laughs> do not do it early. <laughs> well, here's kind of a couple guys that, you know, have, I don't want to say question marks, but people mm -hmm. might, you know, not entirely be picking up, number one, not entirely knowing to pick up in those later rounds. Yes. Who out of these would you say, you know, you need to target between Benny Snell, Chase Claypool, Eric Ebron? I'm worried about Benny Snell because he's a power back in, in, in that traditional style, and James Conner's going to get a lot of those touches. And James Conner gets hurt, this could be a backup. What I do a lot is I'll handcuff guys. So if I get a running back and I'm scared that James Conner's going to get hurt, 
know that Benny Snell is going to be there in the later rounds and get him then. Yep. But Benny Snell by himself might be risky. James Washington, most likely the third receiving option for the Steelers, you get him in the very late of the rounds. But the ultimate steal, if you can sneak him in your 14th, 15th, whatever round you go to for the team, is Chase Claypool. The Steelers have talked about how they're going to work him into that. you got to get Chase Claypool in there. You're going to love him as a redstone option for the Steelers. And Eric Ebron, would you consider him a backup tight end? Yes, never. Unless you're like me, you don't draft tight ends until very late. Yep. But for me, Ebron, he's not a guy that's going to be a featured part of your fantasy team. No, someone you can keep on the bench or in, you know, if you need that later round tight end, someone to get in those later rounds. Indeed. Well, coming up, we've got some other picks to talk about. Stick with us on the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by CalU. And welcome back into the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. Chris, we are talking about players that you want to start this week and you want to sit this week. Week one, lots of good matchups. Let's dive right into it. Who are you starting at quarterback? Who are you sitting at quarterback? One of my top picks right now, Matt Ryan against the Seahawks. It's Matt Ryan versus Russell Wilson. Now that these defenses have figured everything out, it's going to be a shootout, in my opinion. You've got DK Metcalf at receiver on one side. You've got Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley on the other. And, we, and we're, we're talking about two quarterbacks who are MVP caliber in their histories. Matt Ryan's won MVP. Russell Wilson should be MVP at some point because of how good he's been. My sit, though, is Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I just don't believe in what the Rams have right now. He's still a young quarterback. He was rough last year. Yeah. I want to see how he grows this season. Who are your picks if you had to if you had to start someone and sit someone for week one at quarterback? Well, I know Steelers fans will love to hear this, but if I'm starting a guy, I'm going to start Ben Roethlisberger. What? I, you know, crazy, craziness, madness. <laughs> we said he was going to be a backup. He's taking on the Giants defense mm -hmm. where there's a lot of question marks, and mm -hmm. I just think it's his first game back. The hype is real. The excitement is real. He's going to go out there and just light the field up. I cautiously want to say that, but we've been kind of cautiously talking about how optimistic people are about Ben. On the sit side, Daniel Jones, for the exact opposite <laughs> reason, the New York Giants are playing the Steelers defense, Goodness. which we know what they did last year, and they're coming back. They said even they were even hungrier this year. Edmund said a couple days ago, just they're the best defense in the league. So, I mean, you don't want to mess with that. Clearly. No, you don't want to mess with that. And don't forget, that's a young Giants offensive line. Yeah. They're going to be having to stop a defensive pass rush from the Steelers that Cam Hayward just signed a new contract. <laughs> Stephon, too, it's healthy. T.J. Watt is just beating everyone up. Bud Dupree is just too fast. I think Daniel Jones is going to be running for his life, and that's a great pick on your part. There's a lot of hunger there. Well, let's go to running backs here. Who are you starting? Who are you sitting? I've got Tariq Cohen at Detroit because Detroit is going to be figuring out a lot. The Bears are going to be are trying to figure out. David Montgomery still looks like he's recovering at the running back position, so you're going to see Cohen get a lot of targets. Mitch Trubisky, still the official starter in Chicago. To me, that's going to mean a lot of checkdowns and a lot of Tariq Cohen for some easy completions and some screens underneath to let him get loose. He's still that guy. My number one guy to, to sit this week is Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. They're going on the road to Buffalo, which of course doesn't mean as much because there's not the crowd noise that you're going to have this nope. year, but still. This is Adam Gase's Jets. They're the <laughs> Jets. They still don't know what they're doing with Le'Veon Bell, and he's expressed he's not happy with the situation. All that against a tough defensive front with the Bills, I'm saying no to Le'Veon Bell. And I can tell you that after the Philadelphia game in Buffalo last year where it seemed like all of a sudden the Bills didn't know what they were doing with their rush defense, mm -hmm. they're fixing that. They've been working on that. Mm -hmm. One of the guys, I'm going a little bit off board here. We kind of did a little bit thing here. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders versus Washington. It's I think it's a great matchup. 
up. I think Washington is just so depleted. That's something that we've Very seen for a while. And then again, sitting Leonard Fournette versus the Saints. The Saints defense, we know what they can do. We know what they're capable of. And I just don't entirely see that being a super solid matchup there. I, I agree. The Saints are a tough defense. And it's not even been announced that Fournette's officially the, the, the top back. They still have Ronald Jones the second, and it's going to be Tom Brady working with a new offense. That is so unpredictable. When in his time in New England did he have a predominant running back or receiver that you could depend on outside of Randy Moss or Wes Welker? Yep. Don't count on it. Stay away from Leonard Fournette. If you drafted him, great. Stash him on your bench. He's someone potentially to see what happens, you know, week two, week three, week four. Exactly, and maybe he even becomes trade bait for you. But at the point right now, don't start him. Wait to see. Wait to see. You could take a more definite running back and start him this week in week one. Who are you going at receiver? I like Michael Gallup. They're going up against the Rams. Who? Yes, they have Jalen Ramsey, but guess what? The Cowboys. They got Amari Cooper. They've got Ceedee Lamb. They've got Blake Jarwin. They've got Ezekiel Elliott. Michael Gallup is going to be a deep target for. Dak Prescott this year. I love I love that pick. I'm staying away from though AJ Green against the Chargers. The Chargers have an assortment of cornerbacks. They've got Chris Harris now. They've still got uh, Desmond King and they've still got Casey Hayward. That's a trio of cornerbacks I don't want to mess with. And a rookie quarterback? New. No, bad decisions. Let's go to tight end here because we want to make sure that we can get this in. Who you picking? Who you not? I like I like Hunter Henry against the Bengals. The Bengals are weak up the middle, and they've got and you got Philip Rivers throwing the ball for the Chargers. I don't like Eric Eric Ingram for the, the Giants against the Steelers. The Steelers are loaded in the middle of defense. That's a bad look for them. And defenses. I know that's always the question people go to. I'm going with the Steelers on this one. That is the circle. That's what I've told everybody in my fantasy leagues. And unfortunately, and some of the people have already picked it up. And I was like, I mean, I told you so. I told you. <laughs> Defense, you're sitting, though. You're sitting Seattle. Why? Yeah, I, again, I think that's going to be a shootout. I think Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, those are two veteran quarterbacks. They're going to get back in the flow of things, and they're going to be throwing the ball around. I think those are two defenses that I would both sit in total. I'm staying away from them, them as well as New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. I think New Orleans could be good against the run. I'm scared of what they, I, I, what Tom Brady does with. Uh, uh, with his receivers, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see Brady's development, too. I know a lot of mm -hmm. people are watching him. He's one I've seen as kind of a backup, though. Yeah. That's what a lot of, I mean, again, people you know, put your all your eggs in one basket. Everyone's all in on Tom Brady usually, but he isn't to the level that we've Not seen compared to the Mahomeses, uh, the Lamar Jacksons, and those type of you know, players that we're going to see. Well, thank you so much for all your insight. We're going to have you here you. all season long to be breaking more things down using this wonderful whiteboard. <laughs> Technology, people. We yes. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on. I am forgetting the name of the show. Fantasy Football Insider. Yes, How indeed. can I forget? Hey, it's week one. It's week one. We're going to we're going to get we'll, there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll continue along. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us on the Fantasy Football Insider sponsored by Cal U. Have a great night.